This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Friday the 11th of February. Justin, SpaceX's newest fleet of satellites got hit by a solar storm. Oh no. And now 40 of them are re-entering the atmosphere. Now fortunately, they won't crash down to Earth. They'll disintegrate on their way down. Very thankful for that. Now NAB, the third biggest of the big four banks by customers, they've posted a $1.8 billion profit for the quarter. Ooh. Shout out to high house prices. You've been the real MVP for NAB's profits. <laughs> Three lofty stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first, Sportsbet is facing a record $3.7 million fine for sending 150,000 spam messages to people who had unsubscribed from their alerts. I reckon the penalty should include the sender receiving 150,000 messages themselves. (laughs) What is the story, Brett? Okay, so Sportsbet is an online gambling company which primarily targets the Aussie market. And Sportsbet are one of Australia's biggest advertisers, full stop. Mm. We're talking $139 million on advertising and sponsorship back in 2020. (laughs) And a big part of Sportsbet's digital ad strategy is texting and emailing punters. But this has got them into a wee bit of trouble. And when we say we, we mean a lot. (laughs) So here's the story. 150,000 Aussies had unsubscribed from Sportsbet text messages. But Sportsbet did not give a damn. They sent spam messages out to people who'd unsubscribed from Sportsbet's alerts. Now the crazy part here, Justin, is it was estimated that punters who received this message lost $1.2 million on betting after the messages. And that, my friends, is against Australia's spam legislation. So now, Sportsbet has signed a three-year enforceable undertaking to refund customers 1.2 mil. And pay a two and a half mil fine for breaking the law. So what's the key learning here? An enforceable undertaking is a legal agreement between a regulator and someone who hasn't followed the law. And they're generally used in place of taking someone to court. Because that can be pretty expensive. Here's the thing though, Jazzy Boy. Enforceable undertakings aren't an admission of guilt. So it's kind of an easy way for a company to acknowledge guilt without quite acknowledging guilt. Uh, We'll pay the fine for uh, something we did, (laughs) but uh, we're not acknowledging what we uh, did. B-Man, an enforceable (laughs) undertaking usually involves paying back some cash, implementing some training programs, and getting someone to conduct an internal audit to ensure it never happens again. Just like Sportsbet is doing now. For our second story, the crypto firm that's advising Combank says that NFT traders are making millions from something called wash trading. Oddly, this has nothing to do with Laundry B Man. What is the story? So Combank have been looking to get into the crypto world, Juzzy. So naturally, they've engaged a crypto firm in New York to advise them. Now, this company named Chainalysis has shared some pretty interesting info around NFTs. You know, non-fungible tokens. So tell me the news, B Man. Well, firstly, NFT transactions in 2021 they were booming. Chainalysis reckons there are at least 44.2 billion US dollars worth of NFT transactions. Compare that to 2020, where there were just 106 million US dollars of NFT transactions. But the real juicy bit? 110 wash traders generated nearly $9 million from the practice in 2021. So what is the key learning here? Wash trading is the process of raising the price of an NFT by acting as both the seller and the buyer in a single trade. Ah, So essentially, someone who has an NFT sells the NFT to themselves Mm -hmm. at a higher price than the NFT might get in a regular marketplace. This makes other buyers think the NFT is more valuable than it really is. Which means they buy it at a falsely inflated price. But how does this happen, Brett? Well, you see, Justin, many NFT trading platforms allow users to trade without the need to identify themselves. So some traders may wash their trades to inflate the price and make a gain. And without proper regulations around the NFT industry, anything can happen, (laughs) my friend. 
Yep. For our third and final story, Microsoft is warming up regulators to their proposed acquisition of gaming giant Activision Blizzard by pledging a future that includes an open, universal app store. I see. I think I see what's going on here, Justin. Yeah. I think I see. Tell me more. All right. So Microsoft recently announced a deal to acquire gaming company Activision Blizzard for a huge $69 billion US dollars. You know, the crew behind massive hits like Call of Duty, may have heard of them, and mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot, I've certainly heard of them. But the deal to buy Activision still needs to pass US regulators. And at the rate that regulators are coming down on big mm-hmm. tech, this could be a bit of a bumpy <laughs> ride. So Microsoft have got on the front foot with a set of principles called the Open App principles. And it's all part of Microsoft's plan to soften up the regulators, you know, get the warm and fuzzies going before the big Activision decision. (laughs) So what's the key learning here? As the gaming industry evolves away from physical games to digital games, Mm -hmm. so too do the rules and principles guiding it. Here's the thing, B-Man. The entire gaming industry structure, their business model, it's based on a time when we used to buy physical games. You know, begging your mum for 50 bucks to buy the latest (laughs) Grand Theft Auto at EB Games. I do remember that. But with Apple's App Store and Games becoming downloadable, something's got to give. So US regulators came up with something called the Open App Markets Act. Which basically says companies that operate app stores with more than 50 million users. Uh, hello Apple and hello Google to you. Yep. They can't engage in anti-competitive behavior. So Justin, it's no surprise that Microsoft's principles are based directly off of this legislation. Oh, the warm and fuzzy feelings. Warm, warm. Flux fam, we mentioned our TikTok follower tally yesterday and we're slowly getting to our goal. Inching our way towards it, but we're keen to hit the 25,000 in six days time. So if you're on TikTok, hit up Flux.Finance and we will see you there. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on Monday.